how much change is too much? It's a high stakes question for organizations and teams because those who force too much change or do it the wrong way risk their employees feeling burned out. Today, we're looking at the emerging scourge called change fatigue and how project professionals can help their teams avoid it. The world is changing fast, and every day, project professionals are turning ideas into reality, delivering value to their organizations and society as a whole. On Projectified, we'll help you stay on top of the trends and see what's ahead for the project economy and your career. This is Projectified. I'm Steve Hendershot. The urge to refine, innovate, and improve can lead to a lot of great business and project outcomes. But constant change can lead to some downsides as well. And right now, that's the situation where many organizations and teams find themselves. The average worker experienced 10 planned enterprise changes in 2022, according to new Gartner research. That's a five-fold increase since 2016, and those workers are signaling that they've had enough. The same survey indicates that employee support for enterprise change has fallen dramatically from 74% to 43% over the same period. The phenomenon is called change fatigue, and leaders are scrambling to mitigate it. After all, you want to be able to capture the value of a positive change or innovation, but not at the expense of burnout. Besides, when employees don't buy into a new initiative, they can sink its chances before it starts. So today, we're speaking to a couple of leaders who are helping organizations and teams find a healthier way to process change. We begin in Houston, where Rose James, a program leader at the investment company Edward Jones, told me there are ways to approach change that are less fatiguing than others. Rose, let's start with a definition around the topic of burnout when it exceeds the standard Friday afternoon or late Tuesday night frustration that we can all feel on a week-to-week basis. What is burnout and what does it look like when it reaches something more serious that influences someone's broader well-being and ability to do their job? So, Steve, burnout is a work-related stress syndrome resulting from chronic exposure to job stress. But to your question, how do you find it different from regular exhaustion? It's interesting that you'd ask the question that way. Because psychology today defines burnout as the state of chronic stress that leads to exhaustion and also detachment and feelings of ineffectiveness. You can have burnout after the chronic exposure to stress and it leads to exhaustion, right? If you're constantly exhausted, you will then end up being burned out. What are the symptoms? Like, What does that look like? Is it when I show up first thing in the morning, I'm already exhausted and don't want to be there? When do I know that I'm in danger of this, not just momentary thing, but the syndrome? What a great question. And the reason I like that question is when I talk to people about burnout, I often ask a question, could you be burned out? since most people are not even aware that they may be burned out. So then I start to talk about what it looks and feels like. So it feels, one, you named it earlier, which was exhaustion, that feeling of depleted energy, both emotionally and physically. You feel tired, you feel drained, and maybe lowered concentration, or sometimes it may manifest as being forgetful. It can also look like cynicism like a loss of enjoyment of work. So you're coming into work on a Monday morning where you probably should have 
use the weekend to rest and be rejuvenated coming into work, you know, first day of the week. But that loss of enjoyment of work. Sometimes project managers may have a tendency to want to avoid projects or other team members may just want to avoid work altogether. Another way that you may think of what burnout looks and feels like may be detachment or alienation. So a desire to avoid social situations or social interactions. Your project team member may present as being pessimistic. So there's the negative self-talk, there's negative attitude, there's reduced performance and productivity, there's irritability to which your team members or stakeholders, a reduction in health or change in appetite or change in sleep. So when someone starts to hear those, they start to think back, oh, so yeah, I've had those feelings or I've experienced those symptoms. And that's when we start to hone in on that burnout realization. Let's now talk about burnout in the context of change fatigue. What does that look like? Why is change particularly draining? Some of what you just spoke about in terms of cynicism, I could see there being an attitude of, oh no, not this again. And burnout can be related to it. Change fatigue is resistance or passive resignation to organizational change. And how it would show up would be when there's constant change or you as an employee may feel bombarded with constant change, right? Like one change after the another. You nailed it when you said, oh, not change again. <laughs> it's stressful. There's the exhaustion that comes with too much change or too frequent change. And there's resistance to want to engage or adopt the change or a decreased organizational commitment. So you're like, I don't want to be a part of it. And then there's apathy as well. So we've talked about symptoms and warning signs. Now let's walk through a hypothetical, like a merger and acquisition. Employees face a lot of change in this scenario. What are the keys to opening the door to someone saying, all right, this is going to be hard and I'm not excited about it, but I'm willing versus I can't deal with this anymore? You make a great point. So process change would be embedded in an M&A change. Absorbing another company, you're absorbing assets, that's one. But two, you're absorbing new processes, right? Because you may have duplication of process, you may have duplication of duties. So now identifying which of these processes do we need to retain? You want to either craft a new process or hold on to one process. And then you have system changes, You're right. M&A is a perfect example of change that can be overwhelming. (laughs) But how do you effectively ensure that the change is managed well? There's a body called Mind Tools, and they talk about change management. If you apply these four principles that we're about to talk about, you can at least ensure the right path to successful adoption of change and the organization as well not experiencing fatigue or burnout. The first one is understanding the change, the why the change is happening, the benefits of the change, who is involved in the change, the ramifications if the change is not implemented, and how the change will be achieved. This clarity helps to put the team in the right mindset and raises their confidence level in absorbing and adopting the change. 
The second one is planning the change, now implementing the change. So going back to doing what we planned or said we were going to do. And the last piece is communicating the change. I'm sure you probably guessed it already. (laughs) Communication is critical or lack thereof, right? Which can make or break the success of change. Effectively communicating the change is a critical component as the intended change needs to be clear so the people who are involved in the change can easily visualize it, understand, and there's no open questions in their minds about what's happening. How long does this process take? Is there a magic number? I would say it's both an art and a science. There's no magic number. I think every organization is different and every change that you're trying to implement is different. The change that you're trying to implement this time may be different from the previous change. So I think what's critical is to really do an assessment of the organization to come up with the right levers to pull. Okay, the team is overly fatigued because they have been working nonstop on a system implementation. They were burning the candles at both ends, which I highly don't recommend. (laughs) They were working night to push a new system into prod or a new change into prod. Yeah, give them some time off, right? And then have them come back. You can inform that there's a change coming, but not make it complicated. That's where the roadmap comes into play. Having that forward outlook of what are we looking to accomplish in the next six months, the next year, or two years. And it is helpful if that is communicated and made visible to the entire organization so they can wrap their minds around it. Thinking about when to activate the next body of work is important by looking at the current situation of the team. That is, I would say, the best way of leveraging that art and science to know exactly when to communicate the next body of work that needs to take place. That was great advice for how to best manage this in a team or organizational situation that's not already ripe with change fatigue. But what do you do if you're trying to move forward with a team that is already suffering from past change? That's a toughie, right? In my career, I've often walked into an organization from consulting perspective to implement new change when the team is already burned out. The interesting thing is trying to figure out what's happened in the past, right? Sitting down with the leaders, and I would often kind of walk through this interview, tell me where your organization has been in the past year, past six months. That way I can understand the mindset of the team. Based on that, I can tell if the team is likely to be in a state of burnout or not. And I'll ask the question, do you think your team might be burned out? Obviously, most people don't even know what burnout is, right? So it's hard for leaders to be able to effectively and accurately answer that question. But then when I meet with the team, I'm also able to assess if they're burned out or not. And if they are in a state of burnout, I kind of take two-step approach in combating and helping them recover from burnout as much as I can. Okay, walk me through that process. What do those steps include? So I break it into two sets. There's the mindset piece, and then there's the behavioral piece. From a mindset piece, one, it's 
making sure that they take frequent breaks from the work just to help the mind relax. And then two, it's allowing them to reframe threats as challenges. Because when you are in a burnout state, your mind tends to see challenges as threats or little mishaps as huge threats. And then from the leadership perspective, we try to work with the leaders to reset their own thinking. There's a phrase I like that says, pressure doesn't always create diamonds. Stress cracks. If you put too much pressure on the team to achieve the goal too fast or to implement the change too fast or frequent changes, your team is going to crack. So both from a leadership and employee perspective, that's how I work on the mindset piece. And then from the behavior piece, I know this is going to be hard, but teaching the team how to learn to say no tactfully, right? So how do you do that? Bringing your current list of initiatives and presenting that to the leaders and expressing that if we add more to this to-do board, our output is going to suffer. The quality of our output is going to be diminished. Another way that I've done this on the behavior side is really teaching both leaders and the team members how to identify stressors that they can or cannot control. Because we have both external and internal factors that causes stress that leads to burnout and fatigue. Those elements in the external column are things that we cannot control, but the high demands for change or time pressure. So a leader can control that, but maybe a team member, an employee cannot control that. Now, the internal factor that a team member can control is a high need for perfectionism or strong need for recognition or wanting to please others. Those you can control. Teaching the two groups how to change behavior by identifying stressors they can or cannot control. And most importantly, leading by example. As a leader, taking time out so you can relax your mind, rejuvenate and come back non-stressed, but also practicing what you preach. So allowing your team that time to take a step away from work as well. Most of what we've covered so far is how can you as a project leader help your team avoid change fatigue, but you as a leader might also feel this coming down from the C-suite or from department leaders, knowing that some of what you just said, I think still applies here, but anything else that you would advise project leaders who are beginning to feel a bit change fatigued themselves? I think a biggest piece of it is learning to recognize the signs of burnout by practicing self-awareness. Because sometimes as project leaders, we just go, 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 right? And I think the hidden expectation is that you have to be able to keep going and taking on all the stress on your shoulder, that we become numb to it sometimes. So being able to practice self-awareness 
and also minding our mindset. We don't have to do it all. The world literally can still go on if you took a break. The second piece is also being a servant leader, being there for your project team to help them navigate those challenging waters. You can do that by helping them to practice workload management. You can do that by helping them remove roadblocks, impediments, building a safe environment where they can have a support system. They can talk about how they're feeling. It has a huge impact on the team. Change isn't just going to stop, but project leaders and their organizations can take steps to better support teams during times of transition. Projectified's Hannah LaBelle spoke about that with Mary Teresa Gabriel in Bengaluru, where Mary works at Dell as a project manager through the software and IT services company SP Software. Okay, Mary, so this episode is all about burnout and change fatigue. Let's start with talking about what's at stake. How can having team members or even project leaders who are burned out on change affect the team as well as the projects that they're working on? That's a great question to start with, Hannah. So as managers, we all want to do the right thing for our team. Let's imagine a game of Jenga. So each team member represents a block in the tower. And the project itself is like an entire Jenga tower. When one block gets burned out, that means one team member gets burned out. It becomes wobbly and shaky. And it risks collapsing the entire tower, taking the whole tower down, which means taking the whole project down with it. So as managers, we come up like the steady hand to try to make sure that we carefully remove and replace all those little shaky blocks so that our tower remains stable. But what if our hands are also very shaky due to the burnout that we face? It becomes very challenging for us to keep the tower stable. The more burned out blocks that we have in our team, the more uncertain the tower becomes, which actually leads the project to maybe become unsuccessful too. That's a great analogy. So let's stick with it. What can cause those blocks or hands to get shaky? What are some of the typical causes of burnout or change fatigue? Change burnout is a complex issue, which can be influenced by a combination of factors. So first things first, we are not having a clear direction. So when a change happens at a team level or organization level, the team members are not very sure about the goal or the purpose or vision of the change that has been implemented, which can actually lead out to burnout. So without a clear direction, they may feel a little lost, confused, and struggle to find the real meaning of what they are doing. Mm -hmm. Another cause that I would actually say is inadequate training and development. When team members are expected to adapt to a new process or let's say technology, if they don't have the necessary knowledge or training on how it's been implemented, they may struggle to meet the expectations of what the project sponsors are expected from the team. 
and another thing would be excessive workload if team members are expected to handle a significant increase in task or responsibility without having support or resources this can also create a excessive stress and fatigue for them if they are constantly faced with unclear expectations and shifting priorities or lack of proper information about the changes this itself can cause a lot of anxiety within the team which can cause burnout in team as well as for the project leaders can you share an example where you were leading a team that was burned out because of constant change tell me about the project and how did you motivate team members and get everybody back on track in one of my previous organization murai information technologies i experienced a situation where constant changes from the client's organization were impacting the project that i was leading we encountered a significant challenge when the client's team which we had initially signed off with the project underwent substantial changes the team that i have signed off with the project is not the team that i have during the execution and not the team that i have delivered the project the change in the client team had a ripple effect on our team as well because we had to quickly adapt to the new dynamics and we have to establish a rapport with the new team members in the client side and also we had to align our work processes accordingly so even though it was something that was beyond our control the burnout was actually affecting the overall performance what i did was treat my team more with empathy i tried to prioritize transparent communication so i ensured my team understood the reason behind the changes that were happening and the importance of adapting to this new changes which actually helped us to work better towards completing the project and i also encouraged our team to share their concerns their frustrations so that there is an open communication that is going on which created a sense of unity within the team and also we celebrated small wins during the entire project when we hit each milestone i make sure to send out a personal appreciation mail or little short shout out during our weekly calls this also helped to maintain a positive atmosphere during the project progress looking at that example how do you discuss burnout and change fatigue with team members as they might be experiencing this and what role does psychological safety play in that that's a really great question hana when we say burnout in corporate world it's actually a very sensitive issue so when you want to discuss it in your workplace you need to make sure that you create a space where team members feel comfortable about expressing their thoughts concerns and experiences without the fear of judgment one effective way to discuss burnout is through storytelling what i do is share my personal experiences of overcoming some challenges so that it creates a relatability for them to understand oh yeah even she has gone through the same scenario or situation this actually help them to connect emotionally with us and also understand they are not alone in their journey or they are not going alone in their struggles everyone has gone through it another thing which i want to specifically say is try to normalize burnout and change fatigue at our workplace don't treat it as a sign of weakness 
burnout is something that is more of how our body and mind respond to the stress that we go through our day-to-day life just try to normalize it and i really think the psychological safety do play a role because when our team members approach us when they want to talk about burnout it is more likely they are okay to show their vulnerable side which actually comes only when they trust you and when they are open to share with you change is a constant especially in today's world of work and so thinking about that how can project managers build resilience to that change fatigue either for themselves or their teams what are some steps project managers can take to better prepare their teams for change or lead them through it while trying to really keep that burnout at bay when we say change adaptability goes with it you need to make sure your team members have adaptability in their dna when you're going through a change try to encourage flexibility embrace new ideas that come as part of the change and then celebrate when your team adapts to the change because these all makes them feel valued within the team another actionable step that a project manager can take is prioritize skill development for your team to equip them with necessary tools that they require to navigate this new change effectively it can be training opportunities or maybe mentorship programs or even cross functional projects and last but not least practice what you preach lead by example show them that you have adapted to the change you are also embracing the challenges that are coming on the way with respect to the change you are openly sharing your experience on the change which actually makes your team also to follow the same and develop their own resilience how can project managers support team members who are feeling burned out on change just be empathetic when they approach you understand what they are experiencing take the time out to listen to them validate what they are feeling and as i mentioned earlier offer a safe space for them to come and express their feelings that open communication helps them also to come and share which helps them to reduce their burnout mary thank you so much for giving me some of your time today i really appreciate it and i really enjoyed this discussion same here anna thank you so much for having me here thanks for listening to projectified if you like what you heard please subscribe to the show and leave a rating or review we'd love your feedback to hear more episodes of projectified visit apple podcasts google play music stitcher spotify or soundcloud or head to pmi.org/podcast <laughs>